Welcome in, guys. This is the first episode of my new podcast. I'm your host, Nolan DiLorenzo, with my other host, Bailey Ruby. What is up, Bailey? What's up? What's up, everyone? We're so glad to have you guys here for our first episode. I'm so glad to take you guys through it. We're going to be having this podcast out three days a week for you guys, every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, unless something is subject to change. That's how it's going to go. We're so excited to have you guys here, and I'm just ready to hop into it. How about you? Can't wait. Can't wait to get this started. Let's hop into the Thursday night preview. All right. The first game of the NFL season is today when you guys will be hearing this, assumingly. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Dallas Cowboys. The Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady coming off their last victory against the Kansas City Chiefs in February take on the Cowboys. Now let's hop straight into it. Dak Prescott, he came off a season-ending injury to his ankle. The last time he played an NFL game was in October. Do you think he's going to be at the back to full strength, Bailey? I definitely do. He just coming off of that injury, it's, he's been anxious to get out there again. He, I know he wants to be out there just – Look at watching him on hard knocks and everything. He wants to be out there. He doesn't want to be held back any longer. He can't wait to unleash. Yeah, I know. I I'm, I know a lot of you guys out there are watching hard knocks, and you guys know how badly Dak Prescott wants to be back on the field. But as you do know, Buccaneers showed out in the Super Bowl with that superb defense. Do you think it's going to be the best game for Dak to come back off his severe injury coming off against one of the, probably the best defenses in the league? I definitely think it'll be one of the biggest tests he faces this season, especially not having any real playing time before it, no preseason snaps or anything. So to jump right back into game action, coming off of a major injury like his against a tough defense, it'll be a big test, and we'll see where he is with that injury. Now coming off that, even with the tough defensive matchup, this has not helped Dak at all, but it just came in that Zach Martin, because of COVID protocols, is going to miss. How big of an impact do you think this is going to be having on the Cowboys' offensive line protecting Dak from that serious injury? I think that loss is, is a big one for them, just not only protecting Dak, but they they have such an important run game there with Zeke. Just their entire offense just is based around him, their star player. So it'll be a big loss. Interesting to see how they replace him. Yeah, the Cowboys have are so reliant on their offense, guys. Last year, the Cowboys' defense was one of the very worst in the league. So, to you know, to win games, they're going to have to score. And to, without their best offensive linemen and some of their other offensive linemen dealing with minor injuries, the offense is definitely going to struggle. But I do believe that Dak is going to be able to overcome just the Zach Martin injury. I do believe that he is going to still put up strong fantasy points and Zeke is going to be able to figure it out and Zeke is going to be able to eat still. All right, now moving on from the O-line, even though this does affect it, Bailey, what Cowboys receiver do you think is going to be having the best fantasy game? Because I know there's been a ton of hype around C.D. Lamb, presumably so this offseason. Supposed to have a breakout season but do you believe cd lamb or amari cooper or michael gallup you think is going to be the most fancy relevant game against the buccaneers i think that's a great question because they cowboys they've just as you said and so many options three big receivers but 
That Bucks defense is a tear. Hard to get any good looks against them. But overall, I, I think Amari Cooper is going to be the one to step out and take take control, take the lead, lead this team in the receptions and the yards. Because we do know on the depth chart, it does say Amari Cooper is listed as the wide receiver one, CD2, Michael Gallup, respectively. Do you think that the Buccaneers are going to be more focused on covering Amari Cooper and letting CD Lamb go? Or do you think it's going to be more of a general game plan against the Dallas receiving core? I just think that the Bucks defense, they're they're just so tough up the middle. And with CD Lamb running so many routes out of the slot, it's going to be tougher for him to get any good good open targets or open looks for him. So I just think Mark Cooper will have a tiny bit easier time just out there on the outside. All right, now let's go with the over-under here. I'm going to answer this, but I want to hear what you think of first. All right. Over or under, passing yards for Dak Prescott, 350. I'm going to say over. He comes back hungry. I also have down that Dak Prescott will hit the over. He hit the over of 350 passing yards, seven out of the games that he actually played last year. So I do believe even with the strong defense of the Buccaneers, that Dak Prescott is going to hit the over. He's going to be able to find his receivers. Most of the time, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gobb, as we talked about. Zeke Elliott also in there. Tony Pollard also. Blake Jarwin at tight end. He's going to be able to get 350 passing yards with ease, in my opinion. All right, so now, Nolan, I got a question for you. All right, let's hear it. Over or under Ezekiel Elliott with 80 rushing yards? Now, here's my surprise. I'm taking the under of Ezekiel Elliott and 80 rushing yards, and here's my reasoning behind it. I think the Cowboys are going to find more success in the passing game with Ezekiel Elliott, and Ezekiel Elliott is going to find his success in the game in the side of the 20 yard line i have prediction for zeke to get two touchdowns but only 70 rushing yards that the cowboys are going to have to be down in the game i think the buccaneers are going to come out shooting early and they're going to have to lead to a passing game throughout the game which leads to zeke end zone touchdowns but not too many zeke rushing yards yeah i hate to make this segment super unfun and boring but couldn't say anything that i agree with more with you. Langsy just barely misses, gets right around that 80-yard mark, but I think it's a multiple touchdown game for him. And I really didn't think about that rushing upside, not rushing, I mean, uh, receiving upside that he has. So I like that you brought that into the conversation. All right, so let's move on to the fantasy perspective. Obviously, you have Tom Brady, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Doesn't translate to fantasy as much, but he's still a very viable option there. He has Three of the one of the good wide receivers in the league. He has Chris Godwin, just two years ago, finished second overall in fantasy. He has Mike Evans, one of the best go up and get him wide receivers, has had over a thousand yards every season he's been in the league. And he has a reasserting 33 year old Antonio Brown on his team that looks very well. Also, he has Rob Gronkowski, OG Howard, OJ Howard, and OG. Kevin Braid, a um, prolific tight end attack. Also, having a committee of Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and G- the new addition, Gio Bernard, in the backfield. Bailey, with all these mouths to feed, who do you think is going to be the most fantasy-given wide receiver or tight end or running back in this game? 
I think I think Brady sticks with what his game plan was last year. Mike Evans still being that wide receiver one, getting the most targets, getting those go up and get them. Just where Tom Brady needs a deep catcher when he gets in trouble on that third down, just look look for Mike Evans and he'll be there. But gotta watch out for Antonio Brown. Heard a lot of great things about him on camp, out of camp. So he could be a dark horse to come out and be a big receiving option for the Bucks this year. Yeah, Antonio Brown has had a lot of resurgence in camp and a lot of good things to hear about him. Bruce Arians just said yesterday that he, see, he sees him playing like himself seven years ago when he was so good on the Steelers. So we will have to see about that. Now, the, the if you look at the Cowboys' depth chart, the cornerback room is extremely weak. Obviously, they added Micah Parsons, who seems to be good. Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Dresch, all coming back off of injuries. Linebackers seem to be great. Do you think that Rob Gronkowski is going to be able to have a fantasy impact this season, let alone this game? Um, I think it'll be a rougher season than he's used to in previous seasons, just with just so how, how many mouths there are to feed in that Bucks offense, like we talked before like I think we named off seven or eight good solid options for them to look for in the passing game and the in the run game so I think it'll be a rough season for Gronk this year now you got last year that they, he did have Gronk with him last year and for the first six weeks of the game Gronk I was only averaging 4.5 points a game fantasy absolutely horrible but he just said that his goal was to be the blocker and tight end for the team. So that's all we thought was. But in the last four weeks of the fantasy season, he broke out, had five five touchdowns in the last four weeks. And Tom Brady is feel like that connection was really going to be there. But I wouldn't I would look more at the beginning of the season last year than the end of the season last year toward the playoff run because that's what's fresh in our mind. But I do think that Gronk is going to go back to more of the block and tight end, more of the, the occasional upside and a touchdown that you could get of him in the red zone. But I would also look forward to regression in Ron Gronkowski's fantasy finish. Hit you with a couple over-unders for the Buccaneers. Are you ready? Yep. Over or under 275 passing yards for Tom Brady? I'm saying over that Cowboys Cowboys defense, especially in the secondary, looks a little bit weak to me. With, the, with how many weapons Tom Brady has has to his ability, I think it's an easy over. All right, we're going to have our first disagreement here on this episode. I'm actually going to push. I'm actually going right. to go that Tom Brady has exactly 275 passing yards. This is because I believe that's pr- just under 300 passing yards because I believe that the Buccaneers are going to come out early, come out winning early. And it's going to result in them trying to take time off the clock and giving more opportunities for Ronald Jones to have a big breakoff on or Leonard Fournette or Giovanni Bernard to just kind of run off the clock as they've already been winning. Now my question to you, Nolan, is over or under for Mike Evans' receptions at six? Receptions for Mike Evans, I'm going to take the under. Yes, I'm going to take the under here. I feel like that Mike Evans, the Cowboys' game plan will to be – to cover him up, to climb him up from getting those deep routes. I feel like that they'll be having him be the go-up-and-get-it receiver, try to get those big chunk of gains. I feel like that the 
Buccaneers will be taking advantage of this by targeting Antonio Brown more and targeting Chris Godwin more in the sticks and limiting Mike Evans' game to around four or five receptions. Still have a lot of yards, but receptions will be down. That's where we disagree again on. Not only do we disagree that on the Mike Evans receptions, but I think the game goes a lot different than you do. I think the Cowboys, they're, they got a lot of injuries, a lot of people coming back from injuries, should I say. So I think they're all anxious to get out there. I think they stick around through the first half. First, first half is a shootout between both the high-powered offenses, and then I think the Buccaneers pull away. So I still have that Mike Evans getting above six receptions from a high-passing high offense. Now, trust me, Bailey, me and you both all want to see, everyone at home wants to see an explosive game uh, from both teams. The over-under for points in this game, Vegas odds, is 54.5. Would you take the over-under push? I'm going to take the over. I think the you got two high, high-powered offenses, like I said. So many ways for them to put up points. Now, 54.5 would mean a r- roughly around 21 points each team. A little more than that. I'm definitely taking the over. I can definitely see at least three touchdowns being scored by the Cowboys here. I think that's going to be a great game to watch between two offenses. I think the Buccaneers' defense will be the edge here, and they'll definitely win this game. But we're looking forward to an exciting game. All righty. So for the game, let's head into the next segment, Asked and Answered. Alrighty, guys, this is uh, our next segment. It's called Asked and Answered. Every week, I will be leaving a link to this in, this in the description. Also, in my TikTok bio, where you probably saw it from the first time, where you can s- submit your questions in to be answered in the podcast. This is the first question that we have answered. First question comes from Mark. What is up, Mark? I hope you're doing well. And he states, what's up, guys? I have a quick question for you guys. Would you rather play which Bengals wide receiver in your flex, T. Higgins or Jamar Chase? Interesting. But my answer to that one would be T. Higgins. I think Jamar Chase has struggled a little bit with the nerves gang getting into his first couple of preseason games. Struggled drops. I think it takes him a couple of games to get to his full potential. So especially early on in the season. I'm taking T. Higgins in that flex position. I would have to agree with Bailey. I would also start T. Higgins in the flex position. As you know, for rookie wide receivers, it takes them a little bit to get acclimated to the offense, a little acclimated to the scene. Even you take it as Justin Jefferson last week, last year, Brandon Ayuk last year. None of these people were ready to go right away coming out the fantasy gates with scoring points. Everyone was so minimal. And then as you saw week seven, eight, that's when the, 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 they started getting comfortable. That's when the breakout happened. So, week one, I'm taking T. Higgins in my flex position. All right, this next question is from Will. Will writes, hey, Nolan, I have a quick question for you. Would you rather start your RB2, Gus Edwards, or Daryl Henderson? Bailey, what do you think about that one? I'm going to go with the Gus bus in that running back two position. I think I'm a big Sony Michelle fan, so I think he's going to take away some carries from Darrell Henderson. So I think just purely on the uh, 
uh, pur purely on the upside of it, I'm going to take the Gus Edwards. I think he's going to have more volume in the running game. Now, this podcast, obviously, so far, you guys seen isn't that, that much uh, diversity. As I'm also going to take Gus, Edward, Gus Edwards. Daryl Henderson's going on Sunday night football against the Bears defense. I have been historically known the last couple of years to be extremely good against the run defense. It uh, He has some injury concerns going into the week one of camp, which I really don't like. Uh, he is listed as questionable right now. Obviously, he's going to be playing. He's going to be the starting running back. Yes, they did bring in Sonny Michelle. But I do believe he's going to get the bulk of the carries. But he is not on the number two rushing team in the NFL last year. Gus Edwards is the number one running back. Yes, they just did bring in Le'Veon Bell. And they have rookie running back Tyson Williams behind him. But he is the starter. They made him start for the reason after losing J.K. Dobbins. I believe that Gus Edwards is going to have more of a score scoring output than Daryl Henderson, at least for week one. Maybe when Daryl Henderson gets healthy, it's a different situation. But for right now, it's Gus Edwards for me. This next question comes in from Ryan. He says, guys, I've messed up my draft. Oh, boy. He says, I left the draft with Tua as my quarterback. Ryan, that is horrible, my guy. But let's keep going. He said, I, I left the draft with Tua as my quarterback. I had a league mate already offer me Russell Wilson for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Should I accept it? Oh, it's such a tough one depends so much on who else you have on your roster. He hasn't listed who else he gave on his team, so I guess we solely have to go off of that. Just based off of that, such a close one. I think I would do it. I think Russell Wilson, he's a surefire. You know what you're getting with him. Clyde Edwards, Alaire, even though he's on that high-powered high Chiefs offense, he showed that he wasn't he wasn't yet a a huge target in that offense, so a little bit of risk there. I'm going with the with the safer player, Russell Wilson. Now here's the deal, Ryan. I don't know how you must be in a sixteen team league to walk out with your QB one as Tua. But even if you are in a sixteen team league, I would hundred percent accept the trade. Russell Wilson, you cannot go into a uh, fantasy football season with Tua as your quarterback. You may believe he's going to break out, but you can get Russell Wilson, who's going to be – he always is the week, what, weeks one through eight, best quarterback in fantasy football. You'll be at least getting that. Maybe down the line you can go back to find another trade for running back. I don't know your running back room, but I would definitely go into the season with Russell Wilson over Tua, and maybe you can look to improve your running back room with some running back free agents or running back trades. All right, you guys, that's going to be it for our first podcast. I thank you so much for you guys tuning in. Make sure you guys do send your questions in so we can answer it next episode and have you guys have your questions answered for this fantasy football season. We're so hyped to watch the game tonight. So happy to see football back. Bailey, got any words? No, I just want to thank everyone listening. You guys are, small, you guys are a small part of history listening to our first ever episode. Many more to come. Can't wait. Peace out, boys. It's football time. Let's have a great night watching it. Bye, guys. Thanks.